Welcome, my dear brother.com and my dear sister.com. The answer for our faith that Jesus is still in the healing business. He still has compassion on us. He still moved to compassion to see that we are healed. So now we're talking about healed or reasoning with unbelief. Healed or reasoning unbelief. So we're going to talk about unbelief. Last um, um, episode, we talked about uh, you know uh, little faith or no faith. And now we're going to talk about unbelief. Reasoning causes unbelief. You got to hear this story. This is a story in Mark uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. This is a place where Jesus could heal very, very few. Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown, and disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom given to him in such miracles as they performed by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Jose and Judas and Simon? Are not the sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his own relatives in his own household. And he could do no miracle there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he wondered at their unbelief and he was going around the villages teaching. Jesus wondered at their unbelief. He was just like, I can't believe this. Got people healed. Now, why is why is unbelief? Why did he wonder at such um, great unbelief? Because listen to this. It talks about uh, these people that they grew up. Jesus was in his hometown, so he grew up with these people. These people knew the beginning of, of Jesus' life. They heard the stories that Jesus was from a virgin birth, but many of them didn't believe. I mean, many probably teased them and said, you know, was, was did Joseph go on to Mary before they were married, or did uh, or is Mary being unfaithful? You know, they didn't believe that, that Jesus was born of a, a, you know, a, a virgin birth. They heard all those stories and they saw Jesus for 30 some years, you know, and be there working there. So nothing happened for 30 years. They didn't see any miracles. They, they didn't see any signs that Jesus was, a, was the son of God and not Joseph. They heard the stories, but yet here they are. They're seeing Jesus now with those signs, with those miracles healing. But in, they saw those things. They saw the healings. Okay, that's this is the big point. They saw the healings. They had faith. They had belief that Jesus was healing these kind of things. But then they began reasoning themselves. It says, how can this be? Where did this man get this kind of stuff? Isn't this not the son? Isn't this not the copper, the son of Mary, the brother of James and, and Judas and Simon? Are, are not his sisters here? So they took offense at him. These are people that were sick, okay? But these were people that refused to let go of their wrong narrative of Jesus' birth. They, they, you know, they believed it for 30 some years that Jesus was a liar, that his parents were a liar. There was infidelity somewhere or something going wrong. But yet here comes Jesus with signs of being the Messiah, with signs of healing, with signs of supernatural power. These people were sick, but they took offense. So Jesus marveled at their unbelief because he's gone. You rather remain in your misunderstanding of your wrong attitude of your of, of 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 your own belief of how I was born. You see these miracles, you see that I have the ability to lay hands on you and heal, but you rather be offended and remain sick. Wow. That's why he wondered or marveled some at their unbelief. Because they had belief, but then they 
undid their belief. That's why unbelief. They believed, they saw Jesus doing all these signs that they knew the Messiah would do, but because they did not, because if they had 30 some years of, of, of lies, 30 some years of not believing the truth, they refused to let go of that. They refused to repent of all those years of negativity, of not believing. And they say they remained sick, you know, and, and Jesus marveled at their unbelief. Anytime we begin reasoning, anytime it is, you know, uh, anytime that we have faith, we're believing, and then Satan comes in, or our flesh comes in, and you know, we have these reasons why God's going to do this. We have scriptures, we have precedents that God's going to do these, but Satan comes in and says, well, but what about this? What about this? What about this? Even though we have all the things and we can undo by only a couple things. There's some people that won't get saved. They won't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They see all these other things because they don't have an answer to why, where did Cain get his wife? Really? You're gonna, so there's people that's willing to go to hell. They're going to go to hell because they have one question that's unanswered. They have faith. They see Jesus as the Messiah. They see those things. The word of God has been opened to them. They see the light, but they refuse to enter into the kingdom of God through faith because these they unreason themselves out. They unbelieve themselves out. And that is marveling to see why you would stay out of the presence of God because you don't understand where Cain got his wife or many other things. And many people are like that. We're talking about healing here, receiving healing. But these people refuse to receive healing because they took offense. I take offense at you. you just been this carpenter's boy, never showed anything. We don't even know who you are. We don't know who your father is. Even the Pharisees took a shot at Jesus when Jesus was talking about the father. And, says, and they said, our father is, you know, is Abraham, but we don't know who your father is. Saying, we don't know if your father is Joseph or we don't know if there's some other guy that your mother is with. We just don't know. And so these people are taking offense at Jesus because now he's doing the miraculous things and he's showing that he is the Messiah. He is showing that the truth is coming out, that, he, that it is true that Jesus um, was born of a virgin birth. All these signs and wonders are happening, but they were offended because they could not repent. They would not take back their false narrative. And Jesus marveled at their unbelief. You'd rather stay sick than receive the truth. And so Jesus had to leave them sick. Do not allow unanswered questions to stop your belief. Zach, uh, here's a couple of stories here. Um, Zacharias said to an angel, this is, uh, the, this is John the Baptist's father. Zacharias said to the angel, how well I know this for certain, for I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Okay, I'm going to start over on this in here. So Zacharias, you know, him and his wife don't have any children. They're old of age. And an angel comes and says, you're going to give birth to, to John. And he's going to do all these great things. And so Zacharias' response to this angel is, How will I know this for certain? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Remember I'm talking about, you know, when I'm talking about uh, reasoning yourself out of faith. Or you have belief, but now you're going to unbelief because you have unanswered questions. So here is Zacharias. In front of an angel, he's having a supernatural experience. And he says, how I know this for certain, for I am an old man and my wife is in advanced in years. And the angel answered him and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I've been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And immediately, Zacharias couldn't, couldn't uh, talk for, nine, for the next nine months. 
because he he refused to believe. He would not believe. He's having a supernatural experience, and he just said, how could this be? Which is incredible here, because because this is not the first time that somebody who was old in age um, were barren and didn't have any kids. And Zacharias, he knew the scriptures. He knew that Abraham and Sarah were barren, and they were also older, probably older than Zacharias and his wife. So what? So the what? So him to be in a supernatural experience and tell an angel, "How do I know this for certain?" is crazy. When there was precedents, remember I talked about precedents in the last in the last uh, uh, episodes a few back. That that presence we look in scripture and we see this precedence that something's not unprecedented it means it's happened before. That that if God has done it before to one person, He will also do it for us when we hear it in our heart that He's going to do those things. So there's precedence. There's God had healed the womb of of Sarah and Abraham and Sarah. You know, you know had a child. So Zechariah's looking at the angel. How do I know for certain? Unbelief, and he had to pay the cost for this. So, but but and, and many other people, many other women's uh, wombs were barren in Scripture, and and at an old age. So now let's look at Luke one thirty four and thirty eight. This almost happens the same way, but there's a different spirit here. And this is Mary, Jesus's mother. And she has an encounter with an angel. And the angel's telling her that she's going to be pregnant with Jesus. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? So she also has a reasoning here. She also says, how can this be? I'm a virgin. So what is the difference between her and, and, and Zacharias? What's going on? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And, that, and for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth also has conceived a son in her old age, and she is also called barren, is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So Mary also had an unanswered question, and she asked the angel the same way Zacharias did. So what was the difference between Zacharias and Mary? Why did Zacharias get a punishment and Mary did not? From one way I had I just discussed, Zacharias had precedence. There was people in Scripture that had been in the same situation as them, and God healed their womb. But yet, it was unprecedented for a, a virgin to give birth, for a virgin to get pregnant. It was unprecedented, and so she asked a question. And not only did she ask a question, she didn't ask a question out of unbelief. She didn't ask a question out of reason. Zacharias kind of had a little attitude there, saying, Man, look how old I'm. And you can be that too. I mean, there's been times in my life that God has promised me and I've had a negative attitude. And I said, yeah, when is that going to ever happen? When is that ever going to be? God doesn't hear me anymore. I've had those attitudes and guess what? I didn't receive because I kept those attitudes. Praise God that, you know, that he's helped me turn my heart around and, and helped me see things more clearly. But if we have an attitude towards God, we're in unbelief. Well, how God's going to do that? God created the heavens and earth. There is nothing too hard for God to do. His arm too short? No. It's long enough to do what it needs to be done. And so here's Mary asking a question, and the angel answers her and says, this is how it's going to happen. And then she ends, you know, ends, later on you find out that she ponders his in the heart. But here's Zacharias who refused. He wouldn't believe. He looked at his own, his own thing. It says, Abraham saw that he was, you know, too old, but he, but he wavered not at the promise of God. But here's uh, of Zacharias who certainly not even wavered. He just refused, you know, to believe because of his situation. So belief, we're talking about belief and unbelief. Belief and un with unbelief will stop the promise. Belief with unbelief will stop the promise. 
Mark uh, chapter 9, verses 23 through 25. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my own belief. So there's, here's Jesus, you know, talking to this, this, this father, father figure, um, not figure, he's the father, he brought this, his son who was throwing himself in fire into water and the disciples couldn't, you know, deliver him. And, and now he's coming forward, Jesus, and, and this guy asked, and, and, Ask Jesus, can you do this? And Jesus, what do you mean asking me if I can? Do you, you know, and, and he finally, his father cries out, I do believe, help my own belief. And, and his son was, was, he, was healed and delivered. And so we can be that some situations, but we can't allow unbelief to get in our heart. There's always going to be unanswered questions up here. And if we do ask questions that are unanswered, we need to do it with respect to the holiness to the Lord and not put him in a position like grilling him like you know he's lying to us or leading us on you know like like we're charlie brown and and god is the lucy in the sky and get ready tell us we can kick the ball then pulls it out from underneath us and that 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 god carries what carried and puts dangles a carrot in front of us and we're always out of reach and that's why we don't get the promise of god we cannot have that kind of attitude god is not like that god is not wicked god wants to bless us and heal us and deliver us and set us on high in fact we're sitting in the heavenly places with the lord the scripture talks about so if you do have unbelief we need to says god help my unbelief help my unanswered questions not to throw out my belief not to overtake me ignorant unbelief so there's a, different types of unbelief, but there's an ignorant unbelief. First Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. This is Paul talking to Timothy, his protege. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who strengthened me, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, put me into service, even though I was a former blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. There's two types of belief. You can act ignorantly, and then you can choose to be unbelief. The people... Um, that we talked about that Jesus went to his hometown and couldn't, couldn't heal hardly anybody. They were not ignorant. They chose to, to choose unbelief. They didn't, you know, they didn't say, well, I have some unanswered questions. They chose, they saw, they saw the miracles. They saw what Jesus was doing. He says, I don't want to believe this. I'm going to stick to what I've already believed in the past, that this is not happening. But here is Paul. He really believed he was hearing from God. He was an unbelief, but it was done ignorantly. And so there is grace. There is mercy for when we walk in unbelief ignorantly. But when we choose unbelief, like I was telling you about that, uh, um, that older guy at that rest home at the last episode or two back, where he says, I refuse to believe that Jesus is, is the only way. I'm a, I, you know, I believe in science. I believe in reason. But he said, I refuse. I refuse. He didn't say, I don't believe. He says, I refuse, which means at some point he had evidence and, and understood that Jesus was the only way. But I refuse to, to believe that because I want to believe this, what I want to believe. And we can't do that. If we want to be healed, we can't not be choosing unbelief. So what happens when unbelief wins out? We're talking about ignorant belief, which Paul was on, and God showed him mercy, and God will show you mercy when unbelief. But what happens when unbelief wins out? It means unbelief, you take that un, you have belief. You undo, you undo something, undone. I'm totally undone, which means I was done. I did have belief, but I undid what I did believe. I believed this, but I undid it, so now I'm in unbelief. <laughs> Romans 11, 20 through 23, it talks about the branches being cut off. 
branch is being cut off. You're being cut off from the Lord if you, uh, you know, for whatever you're believing for. And even eternal life, if you choose to no longer believe, you know, God is not a dictator. He's not going to force you, you know, to continue to serve and to continue to believe. If you, you know, it's by free will to come in, it's by free will you want to leave. And I'll talk a whole lot more about that on, on JesusJournal.tv in a few weeks uh, under called Eternal Salvation. But Romans 11, 20 through 23 talk about, you know, the Jews were cut off because of their own belief. But if they start believing again, they'll be, you know, they'll be brought back in and he's talking I was talking about Jew, uh, Gentiles this is good enough you were brought in because the Jews are unbelief but just if you continue in unbelief you too will be cut off so if you walk in unbelief you're going to be cut off you're going to be cut off for the promises of God also Hebrews 3:12 take care brethren that there not be in any of you an evil unbelieving heart an evil unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God unbelief if unbelief wins out you're going to fall away from God Many people have walked away of God, fallen away. God, I can't believe this God anymore. He's not healing me. He didn't heal my daughter and she died. He didn't, you know, he didn't heal my husband and, and he passed away. And so they walk away with an evil and unbelieving heart. They fall away from the living God. You do not want to be in unbelief. Revelations 21.8, horrible scripture, but true scripture. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. So this is, this is Revelation talking about people who are going into, going into hell. And it starts out with the cowardly. It doesn't start out with the, you know, with, with the adulterers. It doesn't start out with the idolaters. It starts out with those who are full of fear. The, the cowardly, you know, so it says if you deny Christ Jesus in front of men, Jesus will deny us. The cowardly, I mean, fear, fear is not acceptable in the Christian life. We got to take fear as the worst disease, the worst sickness as possible and cast fear down. But it, then it goes to the unbelieving because fear is always going to lead you to the unbelieving. You know, if you're trying to, if you're seeing Jesus over here and you're believing over here, but your fear of being persecuted, you're going to go into unbelief because you're a coward and you're walking away. And so we, so what happens if you give yourself or allow yourself to go unbelieving? You don't want to go there because it's even before the abominable and the murderers and the moral person, the sorcerers and idolaters and old liars will have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. So if you take unbelieving, you know, I don't believe in healing and you take that to the fullness where you don't believe in God anymore. You don't believe, you know, you know, eternal life. You don't believe in salvation. This is what's for those who turn away from believing. It doesn't turn those who don't believe, who don't have faith because there are people that don't have faith. You know, Paul prayed, Paul said, pray for me that I'm delivered from people without faith. Now, if you are born again, you've been given the measure of faith or a measure of faith, the measure of faith of God. And so, but he's talking about people that were believing and then you walk away and, un, un, and you no longer believing. So you don't want that. So my dear brother.com and my sister, my dear sister.com be made well.